The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, we're back, and today we're going to talk about blueprints and how to properly set them up so that you can present these to the contractors and make sure you're getting apples to apples comparisons when you start getting quotes and uh, you're turning Correct. these things into the building department. Now everybody's going to be on the same page. So before we do that, let's uh, click on the bell down there and uh, subscribe. That way you get notified the next time we post something. And with this topic, we're probably looking at uh, several segments to this, so make sure you click on that subscribe button. All right, let's go ahead and get started with this. Uh, this is a pretty interesting setup. And, and I think, Rich, you run into this, we run into it all the time. You get a phone call from a, a potential client and they say, I, I wanna do a remodel, I wanna do this kitchen. You say, do you have any plans? And inevitably they go, well, no. So okay. how, how do we communicate to the contractor to let them know that you know, this is what we need and this is what we wanna get done? So I had a design build firm. So I actually was okay with people not having plans Okay. so that we could work directly with them, work on designs, work on budget numbers, and give them input as we develop the design. It came with a cost, right? Sure. We charged a design fee. And, you know, of course, if we the job came to fruition, that job fee or design fee would be applied to the down payment. So they weren't really paying anything more. Right. But they got what they wanted. Sure. So what we're talking about in these next couple of segments is really more about people that have decided they want to do something, either whether it's build a new house or have a remodel done on their home but haven't talked to any contractors yet, they went to an architect. Uh -huh. And that's where the problem is. And I have nothing against architects, but their drawings are typically lacking crucial information in order to send it out for bids to get apples to apples bids. Right, because they're doing a preliminary. They don't want to do the full drawings if the client doesn't want to build it. So yeah, they're, they're leaving a of lot it. of stuff out. Right. So. We'll just go through what this these next few segments of the podcast are going to be is what are the minimum, at least minimums you want on all your drawings. Correct. Right. So that if you do hire an architect and you haven't talked to a contractor yet, what needs to be on your drawings so that you can now put them out for bid. Right. Okay. So this so, to me is a good one. So first up. <clears throat> well, let's start with some basics. Okay. Every page of your drawings has a border on it. Okay. On that border, <clears throat> that's it's going to have the... That goes like that. It goes around it. Yeah. We took the border off this particular set of drawings <laughs> to protect the innocent. guilty. <laughs> nah, whatever. How are you going to look at it? I was going with so, innocent. You want to go guilty? That's beautiful. Guilty. Guilty as charged. <clears throat> so on that border, you would always have the job address. Yeah, it goes down the Typically side. Typically, the, the owner's name. You know, it would be the Smith residence, right? Yeah. So now I'm going to email from the Smiths because I called them out. Right. Uh, but anyway, job address, name of the project or client. Uh, typically, you're going to have the company that did the drawings, right? Whatever XYZ architectural firm. Uh, the dates the drawings were created. Very now, That's almost always on there. But what's usually lacking are revision dates. Yes. So on my border block, I always had date of revisions and I always left two or three lines because you have to go back and forth, the architect and the client, come up with the final set. So I'll have revision one, revision two, 
but you know, we're not going to change the footprint. So let's say the foundation plan's not going to change. Yeah. Well, I can send that out to the concrete guy and the excavator to start getting those bids together. Sure. But when it comes time to construction, I want to make sure everybody has the latest and greatest drawings. Yep. So those revision dates are crucial. On all my drawings, I also had a space there for issued to construction. Ah, yeah. Issued to permit. Okay. So I have an issued to permit date, which will precede the construction date because it goes in for permit. They make their recommendations, revision. right? Yeah. Got it. This doesn't meet code or they want this that way, whatever. Sure. So now you have another revision date. It's resubmitted for permit. So when you finally get the approved for construction, that should be another date. Right. A lot of times that's missing in the border. So it happens so often on jobs where somebody's doing something you're like, wait, where'd you get that? <laughs> oh no, here's the drawings I have. Right. And I'm like, <clears throat> you realize those drawings are nine months old. Uh -huh. Those were when the job went out for bid, but prior to getting permit. So you're working off an old set. So you've already set yourself up for change orders because you're not working off the correct set of drawings. Right. So that's why the, the border, which seems so stupid easy, is so damn important. It's critical. Yeah. It is critical. So the other thing that would be on there is pretty straightforward. The table of contents, uh, scale of the drawings. You know, so the table of contents, obviously you're listing all the drawings that are going to be included in that. And, I, you know, if you're doing a, a building in downtown Chicago, there may not be a table of contents on the border. It might be the next page. Correct. Because there might be 300 pages. What we're talking about is more residential, new construction and remodel. You should be somewhere in the air of 12, 13 pages, whatever, depending on whether it's one story or two story. Because, you know, this is written up for a single floor or single story home. Right. So if it's a two story, you just double up some of the stuff we're talking about. Right. <clears throat> On that border, you're also going to have the scale of the drawings. Now, as an industry standard, one quarter inch equals one foot is pretty much the standard. But most of the homes that we build... They don't fit even on 24 by 36 paper. So now we're at 3 sixteenths equals one foot. Yeah. And now that's fun to get out your tape measure and figure that out. And that's the problem. I hate when drawings are at 3 sixteenths to one because, yes, you're sitting there with a tape measure trying to figure out, you know, three quarters of an inch is two feet. So an inch and a half is four feet. Quarter inch to one is so much easier. Four oh, yeah. feet, one inch is four feet. It's, you know, done. if it's two Boom. feet long, it's eight feet. Boom, yep. done. But it's critical that that's called out because if you have it in three in three sixteenths, and it's not clearly called out, and somebody bids your job, and they use quarter inch, uh -huh. you're going to be short material. <laughs> your roof rafters will be short. You yep. know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Just people don't think about that until. What do you mean? I'm like, well, I did it a quarter inch. It needs to be there. Yep. And again, depending on the plan, you might do it. So if you had a detail, it might be half inch or even one inch to the foot, right, for a detail. So it must always be called out. All right. So that's your border. The next thing is going to be your cover page. So the very front, and this varies from architect, builder, township, so on. Uh, some towns require you to have a site plan. So they want everything laid out. So that's what you see on your screen right there. That's yep. more of a site plan. That's showing the lot. It's showing the setbacks. It's showing where the house is going to sit. And this is like corner lot, right? Yeah. That's the sidewalk yes, that's going around. Okay. That's sidewalk wrapping around. So then on the left, on the, well, the right side to me, it's the left side. I don't know. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Over by here. Those are, that's pertinent information explaining uh, the building codes that are applied to this job. 
the net area of the house because you have in a lot of di uh, places, jurisdictions, you have impervious surface ratios. You have pervious, pervious, you know, whether it takes water or it doesn't take water. Correct. You have lot coverage. You know, there's a lot of rules you have to go with with planning and zoning. That's a great place to stick all that. Right. Height so, restrictions, stuff like that can go in there too. Exactly. What your design criteria is, what building code are you following in your jurisdiction? And that varies from town to town, from state to state, even though we have the IRC. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, the International Residential Code that is not international. It's barely town to town. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you could even have, um, you know, different building zones within within a district or within a town. Yes. You know, they're they're zoned differently. So then you have different criteria based on lot size and, and things like that. So if you're zone one, zone two, all that stuff makes a difference. And you really have to check with the village or the city yes. or township and make sure that you can you know, do that kind of stuff. And that's what your architect should be verifying too. This Absolutely. And architect, builder, whatever. I mean, you need to know this because I know for a fact that most places in Northern Illinois, our frost depth for footings is 42 inches. Right. Except it freezes more in Elmhurst because theirs is 48 <laughs> inches. And if you don't know that, yep. no, seriously. Yeah. And they require six bag mix. You cannot use five bag mix. So if you don't know those details, Right. You're, you're in trouble already. Right. Right. So those need to be called out. All right. So now this is just your cover page. Now, if we're doing a remodel, my very next page should be an as is demo plan. Now, right. the set of drawings we're using for these episodes is a new home. So we do not have an as is demo page. As built. But, but an as built as is existing. But it's not just showing the house. The thing is, is that walls that are going to be demolished, Walls that need to be removed, roofs that need to be those should be done in dash lines of a different style than the existing walls yep. that stay. But also what should be on there is show me plumbing fixtures, electrical switches, electrical outlets, lighting fixtures. If they are being removed, you write a K next to them. It looks just like a regular light fixture right. symbol, which we'll show when we get to mechanical. We put a K next to it. <clears throat> But what's on that also should be a box telling me what to do with that. <laughs> Are we going to keep those fixtures? No, seriously, how many times have you sent guys in to gut the house, they throw everything in the dumpster, and then the homeowner goes, oh, we were using those. Right. Not, <laughs> Not <no> anymore. anymore. <laughs> yeah, you want so, the doors or you want the kitchen cabinets because you want to set them up in the basement or the garage. All that should be called out if it's going to be removed and saved, removed yep. and donated, or removed and disposed of. <laughs> All that That's exactly out. what the call out should be. Kitchen cabinets, remove, save. Okay. Yep. Then you have a box over here that says kitchen cabinets, store here. Right. Or put in basement. You know, all it takes is a little bit of thought and all this stuff, you know, I get it. Years ago when we did everything by hand, it was hard to do all that, right? It took was time. Now it's just click, click, click. A couple click, keystrokes click. and it's Create done. a box. You know, it's like an Excel spreadsheet. We can throw that up there. Right. And now you're not losing things you needed to save. So it's really important that it shows the areas to be remodeled, show the areas that are not going to be remodeled, because that tells me where I need to put up dust curtains and, and you know, containment. Right. So those are good. You need the, the kills. Uh, it's just call out HVAC. Is it going to stay? Is it going to go? Oh, so... Show the location of the existing water, sewer, mm -hmm. gas main, yes, uh, 
whether or not those need to be capped or relocated, right? One of the things a lot of people don't do is go give the architect your, a picture of your existing electrical panel. Uh -huh. I want to know if you have a 100 amp or a 200 amp service. How many spaces do you have open? Because this is another thing that catches people. I just paid an architect all this money to redraw my kitchen remodel. <laughs> yep. And you walk in the door, they got a 100 amp service with two open spaces. Right. And the house is 40 years old. Yeah. Well, we need a dedicated circuit for each of the appliances plus two appliance outlets, outlets as countertop outlets. Right. I need seven circuits right there. You have two open spaces. Guess what? You either need a service upgrade or the very minimum, you need a new panel. Right. Because we can't put in the little minis. That's no bueno. That's yeah. not good. No. And, and we plan for... You see how my Spanish that? is coming along? That's beautiful, man. Beautiful Spanish. Thank you. Yeah. So it's really important that you spell out what your electric service is and, and so on so that people know. And you want to know the locations of these things. So if your gas meter's to the right, to the far right of your house and the remodel and you got a new gas fireplace go on a far left you gotta, you're going to get a more accurate bid because the guy <laughs> knows he needs to go across your house not you know right. around the corner whatever and whether you want an underground correct. so those are extremely critical the as is demo page correct yep that's it and then um let's see where I, oh and then let's let's go ahead and cover the foundation and and we'll start there and the foundation page that's what we've got here. And is this, can you zoom so in on this? So this is a little different. This is a house that's slab on grade. So I don't have a basement. Okay, yeah. So if if you had a basement, this would be more of a rectangle without all the other stuff in the middle. But what would be drawn across there would maybe a couple of boxes of some dashed lines, long dash, like long, short, long, short, which right. is typical for steel. Yes. Um, and something else to note is people, if you don't know how to read blueprints, anything above four feet is usually indicated by a dashed line. So if you're looking at something in a solid line, it usually means it's at floor level. If it's in a dashed line, it usually means it's above four foot. So just think about like your kitchen, right? All your base cabs will be drawn with a solid line and all your upper cabinets are going to be drawn with a dashed line because they're above four feet. Then we use a different line for beams, co or beams coffers, vaults, and so on. Anyway, so back to the foundation plan, it's not, it's going to give you dimensions overall right. from end to end. It will give you short dimensions for corner to, let's say your scape window or exterior stairs or things like that. Uh, so it's going to show offsets in the heights of the walls, uh, reinforcement, concrete block will be called out. If it's block, if it's concrete, it's going to show an eight inch concrete wall or a 10 inch concrete wall. All that stuff will be shown in scale and then you put the notes on there just saying what is your concrete if there's a special mix whatever so that everybody's quite aware of it right and in this case uh, this one has plumbing and stuff so i'm assuming that's what all this is for right that's calling out yes. where the plumbing locations are so that, that can be put in before the the floor gets poured exactly and you give dimensions that are workable so i've seen drawings where you have stucco on the outside, you have concrete on the middle, you might have furring and some drywall and all that. And then from that, you have a dimension to maybe where a toilet goes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you got a guy out in the field with a tape measure. Give it to him from the concrete. Right. To hell with the walls. That should be all on your floor plan, which we'll get to in the next episode, I would Correct. assume. Yes. But give him from concrete to center. 
You know, so I can pull, I got a three quarter inch concrete form. I can pull right off that form to the slab and right there's, I can add the three quarter or I've already stripped the forms. I go right off that concrete to that. And you call that out. These dimensions are concrete to center. Yep. Then there's no playing around. <laughs> this whole thing of drawing this and pulling it from drywall. Ugh. Right. When now you, I guess, you know, especially when you don't have drywall, you don't know. No. So excellent. All right, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to extend this, and uh, in the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about floor plans, uh, dimensioning those floor plans, and uh, some of the mechanical, mechanical. things that need to be gone, and, uh, and then some other issues that, that are going to come up when you start doing that stuff. So we'll cover that in well, the next episode. Let me do this real quick. Sure. So the guys that were watching this and just freaked out because the foundation plan didn't call out <laughs> wall thicknesses and this and that, right. I'm going to cover that in cross sections and I'll tell you why oh, when we get there. Excellent. See, there's the teaser. So make sure mm -hmm. you hit that subscribe button, dingle on the bell, and uh, we'll catch you next time. And until then, keep, keep it, it square, square and level. level. There you go. See, I, I, I just changed it up, you know? Like, boom, 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 something new every time. I know, and then I have to process it because I never <laughs> know which way you're going to deliver that. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Exactly. All right.